Hey guys, and welcome back to the Center Surf Podcast, the podcast dedicated to sending into the surf. As always, I'm joined by our lovely uh, friends of the of the Center Surf, uh, Sam. Sam, give me a little wave in the background. All nice. Uh, we have Tom today, who wasn't in the last episode, but is today. Tom, how you going? I'm going good, thanks. Oh, nice. And uh, of course, we have Zach as well. Hello. Hello. You love to hear it. So, if you didn't catch last week's episode. Um, that was on surfboards and we were talking about um, the surfboards that are, are right for us um, and our, our, our designs and how, how we love to surf um, and just a, a little brief knowledge about how surfboards work. Um, but this week's episode, we're focusing on uh, how COVID has affected the world of surfing as we know it. It's the, it's the end of a, of a period for surfing. It isn't really. I was just trying to make it sound cool. Um, but yeah, um, for those that don't know, uh, obviously we had COVID. Um, I don't know if you knew that, <laughs> but you do now. Um, and in terms of it being a global um, problem, it was, you know, worldwide, big problem. And not only for just, you know, us as human beings, but for the jobs we do and for the sports and just like recreational purposes and, and, and other things that we love to do got affected and one of those was uh surfing um and not only for people that treat it as a hobby and you know love to do it like us but um for for professionals as well um so obviously we had the olympics that were meant to be this year in japan um that obviously got canned thanks to covid and um something that was uh pretty big for for surfing was surfing was actually um as an event that was going to be um you know something that pro surfers could participate in this year for the Olympics. And it was it, it first in history for surfing. Um, but, you know, due to COVID, obviously that couldn't happen. And so all these hardworking um, athletes for the sport of surfing, um, you know, trained really hard and eventually just could not participate in it, um, which kind of sucked. I was really looking forward to it as well. I'm pretty sure most of us as well. It, it would have been good to see um, which pro surfer for, uh, would have represented, you know, their country just because there's so many pro surfers in each different country. It would have been, um, would have been cool know to see. how they were going to do it? Were they going to do it in a wave pool? Or yeah, so, um, I know that, uh, everyone in Japan, uh, had been working on a wave pool design for quite a few years, um, just because they knew they were hosting the event. Um, so they worked really hard for this wave pool to be built in time for the event, and uh, it never got used, uh, unfortunately. Maybe for testing, but yeah, for the actual thing, it just yeah never took off, which kind of is a bummer. But hopefully, it does happen next year, which will be cool to see. Um, so not only <clears throat> in terms of the Olympics being cancelled, it was pretty hard. Um, obviously, for surfing, for pro surfers, they do. Um, the WSL um, tour each year, which is where they go to different beaches um, around the world uh, to surf and, and compete, which is truly amazing. Uh, we're all big fans of it um, here on the Send It Surf podcast. And um, yeah, it was just a shame because they weren't actually able to do it this year um, due to COVID. You know, everyone, it's an international sport and everyone comes from different parts of the world and you know, at the time, it was just really too risky to... Yeah, the whole thing is travel. 
Yeah, exactly. It is so uh, travel travel base. Travel. Yeah, exactly. And so it's just too risky. Um, it, it would have been a lot of people would have been in, infected by COVID, and it was just not a risk worth taking at the time. So unfortunately, um, you know, COVID not only impacted the Olympics but impacted the WSL tour sport as well. Um, and you know, I think what they've done actually this year was pretty good. Um, obviously, for those that don't know, uh, in Australia, WA has been doing pretty well in terms of its cases. We've always had quite low cases, and um, as time went on, restrictions got, um, you know, they eased up a bit for us. And, you know, that means our movement in terms of just WA, uh, we could we could do a bit more travelling and we can you know, go to the beach and actually step outside and get some fresh air. So I know that there were a couple of surf events uh, located um, around Australia. There are other places besides WA that have been easing up as well. So they were able to do some a couple of surf competitions <clears throat> um, in WA for those that were in Australia, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, we have? Do, you, do you have a list at all? Um, uh, we had the, um, the Boost Mobile and Gold Coast. And there yeah. was... <clears throat> Another one in Gold Coast as well. So yeah, there was no, there was also the Surf One Hundred one um, up north as well. Yeah, there you go. North of WA. Yeah, which is like, it wasn't a classical surf event. So it was like a surf event where like it was pre-recorded, but there was a hundred different people that voted on it, which is pretty. Yeah, cool. and the Gold, I'd say the Gold Coast one would be the closest to the WSL champ, the the tour, right? Yeah. Because there yeah, was so there also was a French one. There was the French Open. Yeah, in Asia. Portugal. I, um, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, right. it was... Um... I think Brazil had someone as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There was a lot of local competitions, but yeah. the Queensland, um, like the triple rounder was the main event. And that's, I'm pretty sure that's a yeah, surf league event. Yeah, yeah. But it, it was just cool to see how, like, even though we weren't able to have this, you know, tour championship it was still good to see that people were still being able to, to go out to the beach and, and participate in these competitions in the in the local um, area of their country. Um, so we've talked about the Olympic sport, which is like nationals, and we've talked about the surfing sport as a, you know, as a pro sport and how the, they were affected. But I think it's time to focus a little bit on how, you know, our demographic, you know, people that were surfing for hobbies were affected um i don't i can't really speak for the rest of the world because we live in wa um and you know as i talked before wa did pretty well in terms of keeping their cases to a minimum and therefore our restrictions were eased and we were able to go surfing but because of that we actually saw a large fluctuation of people learning how to surf at our local beach in secret harbor so um sam do you want do you want to talk us through what was happening yeah, there so i can't remember exactly what the stage of covid this was because to be honest they all it's all sort of merged together but um towards the beginning when there wasn't a lot of information about it but i think a lot of people had started working from home already so a lot of people were unsure so i think like march the initial the initial reaction was to like tighten up and so a lot of people started working from home if it was possible Mm. and i remember we, we all rocked up so we, when we go for stuff we usually all rock up to the beach and then get ready and then all go to the water together and the same and time yeah when we rocked up 
how, how many cars were there? Ah, uh, like the car park. Was the whole car park like, just wow, must have been full. Easy. And then we go we go down to the beach, and my goodness, there were <laughs> so many people, and most of like there was, there was a lot of older people, mm. like a lot of older people that probably you know now have time to make it down to the beach before work because they're working from home. Yeah. So that was quite crazy. It was really busy for a good month or two. Oh yeah, for for sure. It's like every time we went we went down. It's like the best way to describe it is the car park was full, but there was basically another car park in the ocean. That's how crammed it was. Basically, <laughs> there was just no room for movement, and it caused um a couple of incidents among us. Uh, mainly Riley, who has been talked about, <laughs> talked about n- uh, numerous times. Um. But yeah, it did it did cause some some frustrating moments, not only for myself but for quite a few of us as well. Um, but it makes sense, like you know, everyone's trying to find something to do while they've got nothing to do. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Zach, what what what's your take on 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 that period of time? Uh, um, it's like the beginning was pretty annoying when everyone was learning how to surf, but at the same time, it's kind of cool to see like the surf you enjoy, like the, I mean, the sport you enjoy get pretty popular among like normal people. Yeah, for sure. Like I like, a, I like to see the like positive. It's not like a niche little thing anymore. Where it gets like mainstream. It's pretty cool. It like opens up possibilities. Like maybe next year, if like all these people are still passionate about surfing, what's like, you know, the Margs quarter, Margs probably be like, like packed full of people. Uh it it already usually is packed, but yeah, it's like it's even more. Yeah, for sure, it's gonna go all the way back to that that end stretch of the car park that's on yeah. the hill. Um. But yeah, no, nah, I guess it's always, yeah, it's good to see the positive side of things. I think, but you know. It's annoying when you're trying to catch the wave and there's 10,000 people on eight foot foam, you're learning how to surf, cutting you off every five seconds. Oh, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, it's also pretty cool to see this yeah. big community yeah. come together that all somewhat appreciate the sport as well. Um, Except for that one old guy with the blue helmet and the long uh, If you guy, see this much. old guy on like a shortboard or a longboard with this blue helmet, just. Oh, honestly he nearly took me out he nearly took me out and then he blamed the fact that it was my fault even though i had to get ryan to save me from that otherwise he would have actually collided with me um but yeah before we get onto my personal opinion on the matter we also had um tom who was uh coming down the beach with us helping us film some stuff but also learning how to surf so Tom, what, what what's your take on it as a as a surfer that's learning? Well, as you know, a pro surfer that went into retirement about ten years ago <laughs> is now uh, coming back out to uh, you know get back into it again. It was awful, I must say, having to not only not knowing etiquette about who goes first and having to look to the left and to the right and be like, okay. Are they gonna overtake me and then they don't do it? Is it my it? turn? Is it my turn? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, is it my turn? And then it's like, oh no, they're backing off. So then I go, it's like, oh no, they weren't, they were going for it. I'm like, okay then. And then, you know, the embarrassment, not that I had to experience, but I saw uh, some of you guys falling off when you couldn't stand up. Um, <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty embarrassing. Um, and having, you know, that large crowd there judging you with every uh, step you took on that board, it was for. Yeah, it's the best experience. Yeah, and I think you know that definitely distracts people from from surfing, especially when you have so many eyes watching you. Um, and when you, 
you get pretty frustrated after you try to catch wave after wave and someone else takes the opportunity and then you just don't have a fun time so and then you don't make the one where it's finally your opportunity yeah you see the perfect yeah. wave coming and then it gets taken away by 10 other people in that wave but um yeah wow what it must have been like just march and or yeah, coming close to april um and it was yeah it was just at the time where there were still a lot of unknowns in terms of what was happening with wa and covid i do know that um a lot of jobs just stopped i got a massive holiday basically um we came pretty close to having a beach shut down hey they're like yeah i know yeah and you'd be in the water looking back at people on the beach and they'd be like sitting in a group and they would frustrating actually that they were gonna ruin it forever yeah exactly i remember i remember us one time like we're all making fun of people on the beach just because like there's a group of like 20 16 year olds you know like oh if they cause this beach to be closed we're gonna all gonna find them and kill them <laughs> <laughs> they took our beach away they must pay for their lives um no pay for their lives um but yeah no i actually exactly remember exactly what you're on about it would have been really frustrating yeah um because i know scarborough got closed down because it got to the point yeah. where no no one was listening to what the government had to say well, um the world got closed down so we're pretty lucky yeah yeah exactly for sure um and scarborough was yeah is quite a, a popular beach on just near the city of perth for those that don't know but so that got closed down that was um in the news um and the government basically said like if you're gonna mass like congregate in mass numbers you know we're gonna have to start closing areas down and so when we would go down to the beach and just see all these people down there it's kind of it's quite frustrating because there's a high there was a high probability at the time that secret harbor could have got closed down and then you would just kind of walk down on the beach and just see some some sometimes they would have police cars down there or just police trial on the beach and then you would have helicopters in the air and you just be like you just be praying that the beach doesn't get closed down i think yeah. i think it would have been a lot more of a depressing time for not only for myself but quite a quite a couple of other people as well if the beach got shut down that would have been nothing to do yeah, yeah. Like every day we just go for a surf yeah exactly every day as or much like, as possibly like can like, or, you know, for recreational purposes, purposes. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it got to the point where it was like there was a certain number of people as well where you just yeah. I remember us walking in like twos. We would like park next to each other and walk in pairs to the beach. We yeah. Like, oh. So we didn't get looked like we we're walking in a huge group. Mm, yeah. Even as soon as we get in the water, just boom, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, I remember mum being like, you just have to be careful when you're out there. And I remember and you we know we used to do lifts and whatnot, but we had to stop doing that. Yeah, we had to we had to stop doing lifts so and you stuff got like that. Someone that wasn't from your family in your car. Yeah, you were done. Fine. It was a large fine. Yeah, um, yeah, it got to a point where mum was wasn't too happy about me going to the beach half the time. But the the yeah. best way I could probably explain it is like surfing is not a close contact sport. If anything, you want to be a little yeah you want minimum contact as possible you want some space between your surfboards otherwise they're going to get dinged up and uh trashed around and not taken care of as we've uh, previously discussed before (laughs) but um yeah you know covid had a massive impact on on the on the sport itself and just the congregation of people made it pretty hard to 
to surf and it made it pretty frustrating the fact that the beach could have got shut down at any time so um i'm definitely helped us like get really into it because like i reckon if it didn't happen and we weren't able to go for like three months every day we wouldn't be as into it as we are now oh definitely for sure yeah yeah Yeah, definitely i think the reason why this podcast even started was just because of how much surfing i was able to able to do and just how how much i fell in love with the sport and literally if you ask any any person that i go with at tafe i will not shut up about surfing and they they don't always like it when i bring it up in a conversation so but yeah um yeah covid took surfing to a to a place where it could have been pretty bad but we're just really lucky and fortunate here in wa where we are able to go out and um you know the beach has been i haven't seen as many people out as what it was back then so yeah record numbers we'll see we'll see in summer Mm. but yeah cool well thank you very much guys that was uh episode four um of the the send it surf podcast like i said before go check out episode three on surfboards hopefully you learned a bit about how covid's not only taken the world by surprise but how it took out nearly took out surfing i wouldn't say it did but (laughs) the opportunity to go for um for sesh and surf so yeah thank you guys very much for listening and uh be sure to check out our next podcast episode which is on the beaches we've surfed and the beaches we would uh, also like to surf at so yeah thank you very much and uh enjoy the rest of your day have a good one and uh send it